Welcome to Waffle On about planes, trains and automobiles. Welcome to this month's Waffle On. Merry Christmas, everybody! Woohoo! I'll put some enthusiasm well, in. You know, I'm at, half, I'm at half volume today, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Hey! There was much as Roisin. Hey! <laughs> and happy birthday to you, sir. Oh, yeah, thank you. It's a pleasure. You're yeah. getting, uh, what, 42 now? Fuck off. Thank you. Okay, uh, so welcome <laughs> to uh, Waffle On uh, Podcast. Uh, so let's do some uh, housekeeping stuff first before we crack uh, straight on into the... Uh, into the film which we're going to talk about sorry uh, we just watched the film that's yep. the reason why we've, uh, we've just enjoyed 92 minutes of classic comedy courtesy of uh, with a pizza with a pizza as well now I feel slightly sick <laughs> yeah, Actually, yeah. I, feel, I feel slightly sick so um, yes uh, uh, a little bit of housekeeping so Facebook let's talk about Facebook we've got uh, 130 members Woo-hoo. I think we had 131 so it's left. Someone left. Outrageous. Who dare you? <laughs> um, oh, should point out as well. This uh, this waffle arm podcast will contain some swearing in it. One, I've just said the word bastard, and also, of course, we're showing clips from the film. And if you've seen planes, trains, and automobiles, um, yes, there's a classic moment with Steve Martin when he says the f word several times, and I don't think it's uh, no. It's and if there's any fans, obviously, people who listen to this are big fans, and they love everyone yeah. loves the bit. So uh, we'll we'll uh, warn you when we play it. Um, so skip it along. Anyway, but there you go. Uh, yeah, we got a Facebook group. Please do come and join it. Uh, just uh, obviously type in Waffle on Podcast in the search bar. Or you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, I'm under Hawkeye Mets. What's all the stuff we've got to talk about? PayPal. We've got a PayPal link if anyone wants to donate to the podcast. That's great. Just click on the PayPal link. Okay. And uh, there was something else, and I can't remember what it was. What was it? Oh, that's it. Um, iTunes. Now, uh, we did mention this briefly at the end of the last podcast because I, I stuck it in in the last uh, bit. Um, there was a bit of an issue on Podbean, as always is uh, these days, uh, in which only 20 of our episodes went up. Uh, I've now fixed that problem, and all 32, 33 episodes and now up there we've been going for nearly two years um, so please do go back and um, catch up on some of our earlier shows <laughs> they're probably a little bit raw um, but we did stuff like Porridge Rent a Ghost Monty Python's Flying Circus Red Dwarf, Red Dwarf uh, Faulty Towers um, The Political Satire Show Redesigned Pair so there's quite a few there to go and check so please do uh, go and do that we've got an email to read out Kel uh, so I'm going to read that now this is from Dan Hughes hello Dan hello Dan and uh, Dan says uh, Dan <laughs> I'm desperate Dan <laughs> uh, what's that off I don't know what what's, your, uh, what's your name Dan he goes well, I'm desperate Dan it's boys from the black stuff 
I've been on a quest to find some more podcasts recently and stumbled across yours. It's great stuff, nice and rambling, which is how I like my <laughs> pop culture podcast. I like that. I like the fact that yeah, I like yeah, I like the way our floor can be seen as a positive to other people. The way we do ramble on, yeah, we'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> it's how we've lived our lives. We've never been it. We couldn't do it any other way. So. <laughs> no, uh, interesting fact in a minute. I'll tell you. That. Uh, I've, sub- uh, I've subscribed and look forward to hearing more. We have a similar. What are you doing? Don't smell your sleepers while I'm. Oh dear God! I'm starting this. I'm starting this email again. What <laughs> up? Are you smelling your own oh, sleepers? There was a funny smell. <laughs> I thought what everybody else was. You know, you just don't trust it your own feet. And is it? It was. Yeah, oh dear me! It was. Oh dear It's just like Dal. <laughs> you like Dal? Well, to be fair, we did say on that you are like Dal Griffiths. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Neil Page. Okay, let's read this again. This is from Dan Hughes. Uh, sorry, Dan. Uh, I've been on a quest to find some more podcasts recently and stumbled across yours. It's great stuff, nice and rambling, which is how I like my pop culture podcasts. I've subscribed and look forward to hearing more. We have a similar sort of podcast actually, but we restrict ourselves to talking about movies and don't really stray into TV. I'm looking forward to planes, trains, and automobiles. And you're just about to get it, my friend. I think there's a, uh, a probably a probably parallels to be drawn between it and that new Robert Downey Jr. film, Judy, which has the same premise, but by all accounts doesn't have as much soul. Anyway, I just thought I'd let you know I was listening, and I know that's always nice to hear. Um, so yeah, uh, Dan's got his own um, own podcast, which he does as well. Now I've got that on the link at home, so I'll put that on our podcast notes when we uh, <coughs> up and uh, Love I'm, me, I'm, I'll subscribe to that. Yeah, it's a real nice email. Thanks, Dan. Please send us more. Uh, so then, let's uh, should we crack on, Cal, to um, to this cool. film? Okay, so before we uh, we because we've already watched it, we've made notes, and we're going to run through the whole film as we do. We're going to play some clips and anything like that. But as of course, when we do a TV program, Cal, we always like to play the theme. Tune. Uh, or a major song in the uh, yeah and we were, we were debating this whether it was going to be the beginning or the end we didn't know so it's got to be the beginning hasn't we're it? going to play it at the beginning because uh, we're going to play at the end uh, the full version of, uh, of Rachel's uh, Mess Man um, so yeah this is the uh, features twice in the film and is also very prominent in the trailer for Play Trains and Automobiles this is Red Rock West but done by the Silicon Teens <laughs>
that is a classic. It is. Uh, it, it's it's the kind of most the jolliest. It is a jolly. Tune, it is jolly, it? isn't it? That's why I put the full version on. You know, if we get done by copyright, what are you going to do? And it's a proper earworm as well, isn't it? That will st- when you hear that, it stays. It stays in your head. Yeah. Now I've got another version of that uh, on on my iPod. That's the Silicon Teens. Oh, I do believe it's British, British punk. Well, that could be wrong. Hmm. Uh, who knows? Anyway, yeah. So we're going to uh, have several uh, clips coming, but let's have a little <coughs> bit of information. Now, this was uh, written, produced, and directed by the legend that is John Hughes. True legend. You know. Uh, he, you know, I don't like all of his films. Hmm. Good, you know, I don't like Breakfast Club. <laughs> no, but, we blokes. You know, but there's no doubt he, he knew how to do a comedy. Mm. There's no doubt he knew how to put heart in a comedy. Oh, yeah. Definitely. That's what he's good at now. Like, we'll talk about this while I was chatting about this for the podcast. When I, well, I think the, the, the equivalent you've got now is probably Seth Rogen. Mm. Seth Rogen, you know, his comedies are all right. But when it comes down to it, he's just filthy. Yeah. He's just dirty. Yeah. And I know he's always got loads of heart in it. Super bad. I love it, but it's disgusting. Not more. It's disgusting. Yeah. And it has got a bit of a heart to it. It's got some funny lines, but it's got disgusting. You don't get that with a John Hughes. He didn't have, he didn't have to do that. No, and I, I think the, the great thing about John Hughes is the fact that, I mean, this Plane Trans on is, is a move away from his normal format of filmmaking. But you're guaranteed that it doesn't matter when you watch John Hughes films, you're always going to enjoy it. Yeah. And okay. And we said this before. Playing Strange Automobiles is a it's a Thanksgiving film. It's set during Thanksgiving. But and I, I said this actually on uh, on Rick Moyer's Take and Review podcast that I thought when I was younger that Thanksgiving was was yeah. the American what Americans yeah. called to Christmas. us we're saying this to us it's a Christmas it's a Christmas movie. yeah I know a, it isn't so in America I know but to us it's but, a Christmas it is a, it is a Christmas because the heart of it it's a Christmas it's, film it's, and let's face it you know there's there's so much depressing things going on these days is that the Christmas time you want some uplifting stuff which is the reason why Eastenders should be banned at bloody Christmas yeah uh, anyway, I just, I just think as well like we're saying that, oh, one of my favorite my favorite Christmas movie is Home Alone. Now, yeah, well, yeah, Home Alone's yeah. a fantastic film. Now, they're in a lot of difference. It lo- looks the same. You wouldn't say it was a different mm. festival, would you? No, 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 no. Oh, so let's say uh, John Wilden Hughes, what an interesting middle name, mm. uh, Junior, uh, Junior, mm. uh, was born fe- uh, February the 18th, 1950, in Lansing, Michigan, and uh, unfortunately, of course, passed away only last year, uh, on August the 6th. 2009 in New York. Uh, he actually died of a, I believe he died of a heart attack while jogging. Um, he actually began selling jokes to the likes of Joan Rivers and Rodney Dangerfield after he dropped out of Arizona Uni. Uh, he is responsible for such uh, films. Uh, this is this is what he's been involved with, not just uh, uh, writing directing. Uh, the Breakfast Club, which you know, is is a, a and those people love it. It's just a, yeah, oh, it's, not, it's not our cup of tea. Um, it's got the worst. Ever portrayal of dope smoking ever? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> no, let's not go into that. Uh, yeah, Emilio, what were you doing? <laughs> not like Charlie Sheen and his, <laughs> and his medication. Yeah, uh, yeah. He was uh, tired and exhausted <laughs> in the toilet. <laughs> uh, some other films: uh, European Vacation. Uh, oh, yeah, that's classic. Yeah. Uh, Weird Science. Ah, oh, classic. Pretty in Pink. Mm, you, you know, it's a girls' film, but you know, it's it it's mostly it's like classic of that. That's Molly Ringwald and that it isn't is it? indeed. Yeah. Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day. Oh, wow, we just talked about this. We might end up doing just a podcast. Oh, it is just a classic Bueller. film. Uh, Great Outdoors. It was on. Yeah, on the other it was day. on with uh, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a brilliant film, isn't uh, it? Uncle Buck. 
uh, Christmas Classic. Vacation, Home, oh. Home Alone's all of them. Yeah. Well, I, I really like the one, the first one, but yeah, he's, uh, he, he's first. Oh, he's just brilliant. Uh, Beethoven 1 and 2, Miracle on 34th Street. I like Beethoven. Oh, yeah. He's a cute yeah. dog, isn't he? Uh, yeah, so uh, he's been involved in... So you look at that filmography and you think they are. I mean, there's, yeah, always, you, there's something in each of those films. And you know what the, one, the thing in it is? It's always something to do with uh, heartwarming. Yeah. It's always something to do with people like Breakfast Club is a classic example. There's no cynicalism they, in it. None of them get on, although at the ending of that's a bit weird. Mm. And then suddenly they all do get on. Home Alone, of course, we all know what that's like. The kid left on his own. Um, there's that heartbreak and there's a good slapstick comedy in it. Beethoven 1 and 2, where the big dog. Yeah. Uh, Miracle on 34th Street, where it says it all, yeah. really, again, Christmas Eve. I'll tell you what, as well, think about the money he must have earned in the 80s. Oh, for them gosh. studios yeah. my but, god but isn't, it, isn't it weird though, the fact that he, he didn't really make any, any more films later on I know he almost suddenly retired from him yeah it was really I, I just think he's tired I think he'd gone out of fashion really bad hadn't and he that, by that the end is, is, well it's typical Hollywood isn't it really and I think it's uh, well the, the world's a sadder place for, for it, a lot like, uh, yeah, yeah, well we were saying this you'd would you get would you get plans out in automobiles now no I don't think you would I, I, we're just saying it's so it's so Compact and everything plays well, out. Yeah, I mean, nice. yeah. You said that. You you summed that up perfectly early on when you turned around and said, "You know what? This this is like um, there's no faults in it because it, it just flows. Every scene flows after flows after flows. It's got no faff. There's no fat on the meat yeah, there. And that's, that's John Hughes. Uh, We're saying, yo, eighty-eight minutes and the film's done. Yeah. You know, you don't need... 92. 92. Not, but to, be, not the, to be pedantic. Yeah, but that's with the track. That's with the <laughs> that's with the titles. I know you class that as the film. I, <laughs> I do. And I do get very annoyed <laughs> when uh, people either talk through credits. And, mm. uh, the, um, so the, really, there's only two actors in this film, um, two main actors. There's a few cameos in there which we'll talk about as, uh, as the film goes on. Um, the, main, uh, the main actor, I suppose, who was probably the biggest name at that time, at the two of them was um, a person called Stephen Glenn Martin, otherwise known as, of course, Steve Martin, born August the 14th, 1945, in Waco, Texas. Um, he was raised in Southern California. His early influences were, uh, of course, working at Disneyland and Knott's Berry Farm, um, doing magic, and that's why he got into his... I'd his say he was probably into Jerry Lewis as well, wasn't he? Oh, it? yeah, definitely when you see that. Uh, his ascent into fame picked up when he became a writer for the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour and later became a frequent guest on The Tonight Show. Uh, in the 1970s, Martin performed his offbeat and absurdist comedy routines before packed houses. He became an Emmy, uh, Emmy and Grammy Award winner. And I always remember he's a wild and wacky guy um, at stage show. He got that with, look, my dancing feet. Yeah, I got my dancing feet. And uh, yeah. when you look at it, you think, it's eh, not very funny. No, it was just, I think, he did, I think it was like the same way Spike Milligan was over here, that he had the nerve... To get up and do something so childish. Oh God, yeah. Well, that's because he was childish, wasn't he? And you know that he was the, one of the first comedians ever to fill out amphitheatre. Um, I know he did Hollywood Bowl, didn't he? Yeah. Did and uh, who was his opening act? Ah, oh. yeah, uh, I'll give you a clue. Is it a comedian or an no, actor? No, 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 no. It's an, an act, and we're going to be doing a podcast on it in the middle of next year with a certain Peter Coleman again. Hopefully, if you disagree with it, mm. the opening act. He was a band. Who? The Blues Brothers. Honestly? Yep. Oh, I was going to think, I thought it can't be that. Yes, the Blues Brothers. And the, the, uh, the CD, or the record... Uh, what are what, what they doing? Were they doing the, the comedy act? Or was it no, the, no, Blues no, it was the Blues Brothers Band? And the, the album, A Briefcase Full of Blues, which is a live album, is that concert before Steve Martin's show. Interesting. No, that is there you go. I didn't even write that down. <laughs> His films include uh, the one you might not know about here, uh, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band in 1978, which he sings in that 
and he sings uh, Maxwell's Silver Hammer. Ah, oh. really bad. Look it up on YouTube. It is kiddies bad. Yeah, it oh, is man. really bad. Uh, the Muppet Movie. Uh, the Who's uh, documentary film The Kids Are Alright which was actually a scene taken from Saturday Night Live which he smashed at the hotel we moved to Keith Moon and this is when he starts to get into films of his own now uh, uh, yay or nay when I read these eight the first lot I'm expecting yays mm-hmm. uh, The Jerk yay uh, my personal favourite Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid yay Three Amigos go on do it mother in yay do, do you quote from Three Amigos uh, which well well my favourite is um Farley, 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 Farley. Chum, 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 chum. Brilliant. It is a classic film. It is. I love it. The remake of the film and also the stage play, Little Shop of Horrors. Ah, brilliant. Roxanne. Yeah, I think, yeah, this is where he... we remake of Soon I Do His Bridge, right? Yeah, this is where he was starting to whine a bit. I like Roxanne. I like Roxanne. Yeah, it's got some, yeah, it's got some, yeah, it's got some classic lines, like the bit where his earpiece breaks down. You've got breasts that like melons. And also when he does the the, uh, talk-off with the guy about his nose. No, that is a brilliant bit, isn't it? That is brilliant. Uh, Dirty Rotten Scandals, of course, was a a remake of that, which is a brilliant film, uh, also starring Michael Caine, and as we found out, Michael Palin was going to go for that role. Uh, Okay, and they start to, uh, dodgy here Parenthood uh, Father of the Bride 1 and 2 uh, Bilko oof. That, you know I'll be honest I don't mind Bilko see, and I, do you know, was the do you know that, that was Phil Hartman who does the voice of the, who was in the Simpsons last film that was mm. yeah and before he got shot before he got shot by his wife by his wife <laughs> nice Wallow Lancer we end up bringing up the most controversial yeah. Yeah. So well, like, but that was his last film I like Bilko yeah. I do. That I, awkward, isn't that, though? Uh, Looking very fat. Yeah, this is when he was saying to yeah, his girth. His girth was showing. No longer was he wearing those sunglasses for the uh, nah, visuals. Nah. Um, the Spanish Prisoner, which I do think is a very That's good okay, film. Yeah. Uh, and then he's later gone on to do, and I think this is really, thank goodness he's, he's doing banjo playing now. Um, he went and did, oh, God, The Pink Panther. Now, oh. I, I, you know, I know me and you would have this thing where, oh, how do you know, unless you've saw it? But I don't want to see it. Yeah, well... Why do you is, need I, to see? I know, and we are being very hypocritical there, because I... Oh, I, yeah, we I, are, I'm but... Not, I'm not going to say the film's crap. No, I wouldn't say it's crap, but I've got no... But, but there's certain things you should not do. Peter, the reason, the reason why, God when you look, When you break down the, pink, the original Pink Panther films, apart from the first one with David Niven, because yeah. that actually wasn't to do with Inspector Clues, so it was to do with David Niven. Yeah. Um, that's a good film. But when you look at the others, when you break them down, they are not good films at all. No. They're not very good. But the thing that makes them funny... He's Inspector Clouseau. So he's just amazing yeah. in films. And, and I think even Steve Martin's never never turned around and said, oh, it, I'm being Peter Sellers. I, I just think it was a very brave thing to do, yeah, to I mean, take on. Yeah, as I say, though, maybe if you watched it, then we're not going to watch it all. No, I'm not. I, I just, <laughs> I've got the, we've got the box set, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, we have. Next anyway, step. okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's go on to the. Uh, <laughs> That's an in joke there. We can't really talk about no, it. No, best not. It's about Elidati. Hey, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, second actor, the much missed John Franklin Candy, born October 31st in 1950 in Newmarket, Ontario, Canada. Uh, he sadly passed away on March the 4th, 1984 in uh, Durango, Mexico of a heart attack he died in his sleep and this was when he was filming Wagons East um, he had actually stopped smoking was, was losing weight John had always um, had been attempted to lose weight towards the end of his life and was actually succeeding um, but unfortunately it was just a, a little bit too late um, such a such a sad loss I he, 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 what do I was saying it's one of the um, he's just a complete he's a forgotten about He's yeah. been the forgotten about comedian. I, I, I know people say, "Oh, yeah, the, you know, they've always had the the big man." 
But he, he was more than that. He brought pathos to roles, didn't he? Yeah. You felt sorry for him, and you didn't want to laugh at John Candy. Now, you had like, who was the, who was the um, Chris, Chris Farley? Was the black actor who wanted to be John no, Belushi? He was the white actor. He was white. Wait, what was his name? No, 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 I think he was white. Yeah. He wanted yeah. to be John Belushi, didn't he? And yeah. he killed himself, didn't he? Yeah. Now, you know, he's, he, didn't, he was John Candy. He was John Candy. He didn't yeah. want to be John Belushi. No, 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 but he worked with John Belushi. Yeah. So, I, mean, I, I just think, you know... It, it, he, had, he, had, he had warmth, he had humour, and it's like uh, we, we did compare the certain scenes in um, Players, Trains and Automobiles that uh, we compared to um, silent movies such as... Uh, uh, oh, definitely. Bus, and Buster, Buster Keaton, especially. And, and there's a certain thing about John Candy where I, I see a bit of uh, Oliver Hardy in him. Not just because of He's a big guy, but because of the fact that you do feel sorry for. Oh, I never thought. I mean, I think of John Candy films. I don't think. Oh, it's that fat actor. No, no. I, I, I don't even think come that, into that really good, really, really good. good Uncle Book. He's just fantastic in Uncle oh, Book. I know it's a kids film. But I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's like the argument that we was having the other day about Harry Potter and stuff like that. We're not going into that because that was taken over the podcast. But needless to say, I think Harry Potter's great and you don't. Okay, so let's have a look at the films of John Candy. The first one may surprise you here Hercules in New York. What? I know that film as well. Quite clearly, you don't. I haven't seen it in a long time. 1941, the failed Steven Spielberg film. Blues Brothers, Orange Whip. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, the Blues Brothers connection there. You see, um, Stripes, which I used to love when I was a kid, but I went back and watched. We say it, it's rubbish, and it's really not very good. I loved it as a kid. Yeah, I remember, yeah. you know, Bill Murray, loads of sarcasm, yeah, yeah. and it, it doesn't work. It, no. It's really poor. Uh, National Lampoon's Vacation, oh, well, Splash. Uh, I love Splash. Splash, good film. Plays jo- uh, Tom again, Hanks' yeah. friend, doesn't uh, it? Again, as I say, Tom Hanks really needs to start making some more comedies of that ilk, I think. Uh, Brewster's Millions, I love that, oh, film. I love that film. Brilliant film. Uh, Little Shopper Hovers, he was in as well. Um, Spaceballs, when you were well, I love Spaceballs. He's <laughs> called Bath, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Great Outdoors, Uncle Buck, Home Alone, he was in JFK. That was actually, JFK was his. Um, his first role in which was a serious role and it was at this point where he he was deciding to get his health into check and wanting to wanting to sort of like prove yeah. to himself he was a bit more than a comedy than a roly-poly comedy yeah 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 exactly and JFK and he was fantastic yeah. in JFK uh, he then went back to comedy to do uh, Cool Runnings uh, which it's I a, think is a great yeah, it's film. a good film it's, it's a nice real, film again, isn't it another film Disney Disney's yeah, Disney yeah, yeah. uh, his last film that was released uh, was Canadian Bacon, uh, but there is actually still a film called The Magic Seven, which he's completed, but has still not yet been released. Uh, when the Blues Brothers 2000 film uh, came out, it was tributed uh, to him. Uh, now, here's some little facts about um, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles before we uh, crack on. We've had a description mm-hmm. talk through the film. Uh, John Hughes shot over 600,000 feet. Uh, 180,000 metres of film almost twice the industry average there is a rumour that there's a three hour version there of the film be. that does indeed exist although not in any order moreover um, it's a mess of footage that would take months maybe even years according to John Hughes to transform into the actual film it's locked away in Paramount Vault yeah. and according to Hughes most probably is deteriorated now unfortunately with John Hughes now passing away I really find it hard to believe that that's ever going to come out. And oh. Plus, we've just watched. I ordered. I bought that film from America um, because we've got the those aren't pillows uh, yeah. uh, version. Of the film is over here in England. We've got the. I think you've got the vinyl. Yeah, but I, I just always think with that idea that it's a three-hour version. I just think. I think if you do that, I think every director, if you ask them, would probably say they've got a longer cut of their film that they made. Yeah. Perfect example. of This is like, you know my favorite film of all time is Apocalypse Now. 
Fucking there's supposed to be a 10 hour version that he's going to release before he dies. Mm. I don't believe it. What? Having loads of shot footage is not a film. Okay. Uh, no transportation company won't appear inept or deficient in any way, so crews had to rent 20 miles of train track and refurbish old railway cars to construct, to construct a set that looked like an airline terminal, a design of rent a car company. They actually produced a new logo, they got uh, uniforms made, and rented 250 cars. Uh, for the red car sequence which is crazy isn't it you think how much that would cost you to do that now well well, they did the same kind of thing in the Matrix reloaded yes yes, I know as I was was my mouth full of (laughs) but now you think they did that where they had to build a motorway and stuff and it cost 100 million for um, a Matrix and that went half that that shows you how much that film would cost now. Um, I, was just, I was just looking at the guest, uh, the guest star of this film. Uh, Michael McKean turns up as the police officer. Kevin Bacon, in yeah. one of his most earliest films at the beginning of the film. Edie McClug, who's the woman who gets the abuse. Uh, now, Richard Hurd, um, who I think is actually the father at the end of the film, he's most well known for playing Admiral Paris in Voyager. And oh. we saw him at the memorabilia fair last month. Did we? Yeah. Money out, I don't remember him. Uh, yeah, he had a cap on. He was having his uh, thing taken. Um, <laughs> now the hick in that, um, uh, Danny Baker, who played Owen, he played Doctor Kurt Connors in Spider Man Two and Three. Ah, there we go. <laughs> now you say it, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is the worst Christmas song ever. Okay, this is Jen. I just went to uh, pick up my son, who's crying in the back seat. Yay. Anyway, I wanted to uh, call and leave you a comment about the movie that you're covering this week, which is uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, starring John Candy and Steve Martin, two of the U.S.'s finest comedians. And anyway, I just wanted to let you know that I really like this uh, movie, and it's a good one to watch if you need a break from Miracle on Whatever Street and Holiday Inn, and It's a Wonderful Life. It's uh, a nice break, and I guess what I liked about this movie is just the the clash of, of characters, you know, that being the, the person that Steve Martin played and the one that uh, John Candy played. They, it's kind of a, an odd couple story, and even though John Candy was a kind-hearted, jolly person I don't think I would ever want to travel with him for fear he might spoon me but anyway uh, good episode or a good movie and fun one uh, to watch um, and thank you for reminding me I need to go watch it again it's been years since I've seen it so anyway Merry Christmas to you both Meds and Kel and I hope to hear many more uh, great reviews from you I'm so glad that you're starting to cover uh American film and, and TV because I could I feel like I can contribute in some way now I as you know I haven't seen a lot of British TV and film but uh, the ones I have seen I've tried to comment on which I hope will uh, which has uh, sparked my interest in several shows like Doctor Who which I'm starting to watch now so anyway uh, I'll talk to you guys later thank you for everything and peace out. 
So, um, mm. let's go on about the film then. So, uh, made in 1987. Uh, released in 87 uh, for, uh, uh, you know, Pittance. Now, that makes you feel old. That makes me feel old. It's that bloody old. Because I remember that coming out. Yeah. Thinking, oh, I really want to go and see that, but we're a bit young, weren't we? Took a picture. Bobby was 13. Yeah. So, we're going to go for the film now. Obviously, we're going to have some clips in this. It's a Paramount film. And the film's like, now interject, jumping, because otherwise I'll just be reading notes. Um, the film starts off in New York City in Chicago and uh, uh, Steve Martin playing Neil Page is looking at his watch and the guy's um, do looking at advertise boards and Steve Martin's got that classic pissed off looking at uh, it. There ain't many, many people who can do it better. There's yeah. turmoil. Yeah. He's turmoils in his face, isn't it? Like, oh, come on, yeah. kind of thing. And he's got to get his six o'clock uh, plane back home. And according to his ticket, it says uh, leaving at six and will arrive at six forty-five. So uh, from uh, New York to Chicago, it's only going to be forty-five yeah. minute flight. I don't know if that's true. Uh, we didn't have to do the research, so I should think it is. Um, and this is where his mate turns around and says, "You will never make it." Yeah. The infamous words of, uh, "You will never make it." Solid hours of staring at the material to decide to reconvene after the holidays for a fresh look at the layout. Selling cosmetics, not curing cancer. Why are you going to the airport? What's the point of busting my ass to catch a six o'clock flight? Why don't you wait and go out with me on the eight? I'm never going to get a cab at this hour. I told Susan I'd be home by nine. That's you. Oh, God. oh damn it! I left my gloves in Brian's office. I don't need them. I get in the elevator, I get in the taxi, I get on a plane, and I'm home. Would you pick them up for me? Uh-huh. I'll drive over tomorrow and get them. Great. Have a good holiday. I'll see you in Chicago, John. You'll never make the city. He gets outside, and uh, he's got to get a cab. And who yeah. steals his cab? Good old John Candy. No, no, no. Not first. Oh, no. It's Kevin Bacon first. Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> but he doesn't get the cab because he trips over a case owned by... John Candy. John Candy. And John Candy plays the name of... Dow. Dow Griffiths. I remember his Dow. You know, he was like Dow Shannon. No. But he was the one who did The Runaways. <laughs> now, what, what did we say at age of the film when we was watching the, all the well, New York's in the street? Shoulder pads. Shoulder pads. The suits, yeah. The shoulder pads and the incidental music. Yeah, Ivan Newborn's music. Yeah, when it's like all big keyboard chords and... Yeah. <laughs> you you almost expect to get that music that was in uh, got uh, Vangelis Dennis Bueller oh it's like Vangelis yeah or that you know that one that's like uh, yeah. Bow, bow, bow. yeah 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 <laughs> um, he doesn't get he doesn't he tries to get a cab and he uh, goes up to this man who um, <laughs> who's got the cab and he buys the cab off him for 75 Seventy-five dollars. Now that's that's about what forty. That's a lot of money now, and that's nine eighty-seven. So that's going to be what at least. And I always think if you had seventy-five dollars, wouldn't you have the money to just get in a bloody pay to someone driving to Chicago? Yeah. Sir. Hey. Sir. Sir. Excuse me. I know this is your cab, but I'm desperately late for a plane, and I was wondering if I could appeal to your good nature and ask you to let me have it. I don't have a good nature. Excuse me. Come on. Can I offer you ten dollars for it? Huh. 20, I'll give you $20 for it. Let's say 50. All right, all right. Anyone who'd pay $50 for a cab certainly pay 75. Not necessarily. All right, 75. You're a thief. Close. I'm an attorney. Have a happy holiday. This will help. I always thought how much money he spends in that film and all stuff but it's good to attack it on and say he's only 45 minutes away and also he's got $700 in his I know yeah why would people carry that why would you have that's that's what maybe about 420 quid now so then that would have been 
I live a lot of money. Wow. That would have been about a couple of grand. I know, yeah. yeah. That's showing off, isn't it? Mm. It really is. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, the cab was a lot, uh, arguing about it later on. Uh, John Candy's Dale Griffiths comes along and steals it. And he sees John Candy in the airport and that's when they have that conversation where they introduce each other and lo and behold they end up stuck on a plane and uh, to make the matters worse of his trip John Candy decides to take his shoes off now me and your fellow host Monsieur Simon Meddens Hello. and our other friend Mr Kai the Meat Morgan <laughs> that's for another podcast Ooh. once spent three days on a coach travelling round the armpits of <laughs> Turkey <laughs> yeah, right I, I wasn't well we want meds at, uh, at the, what the I'll call it the turkey trots. <laughs> you don't need to know any more than that. That's a very right. You, you, like I said, you've had a maybe had the bar. All right, the Blitz. Carry on with the, <laughs> the anecdote. <laughs> anyway, there was we were all sitting there and we hadn't slept for two days trying to get. <laughs> and all of a sudden, there was a pungent cheesy. There was smell. a cheesy. Smell. We thought it's Kev. Because he's got bad feet, hadn't he? He's got bad feet. Had bad, had bad wind. Yeah, and then we turned to our left, and it was a massive pair of cheesy feet with no socks on. <laughs> and it, it was like, and that was the end of it, wasn't it? <laughs> it that. was like, we nearly broke on the end of that thing. <laughs> that was the straw that indeed broke the camel's back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so we've all been in this situation <laughs> yeah. where you're irate because nothing's going right, <laughs> and then... Some bad feet getting involved. <laughs> yeah, if you travel, here's a hint, right? Have the decency. Don't take. If you do take your shoes off, all right. Well, okay, that's bad enough. But don't take your socks off. No, there's and no. Put them into the oil. In the oil. Yeah, in so between just, your chairs. Yeah, I know. Oh god, that was a nightmare. <laughs> Not good. So, so uh, sorry. So Neil Page now is having to suffer this indignity. They arrive uh, at the uh, airport, where of course everywhere is cancelled. They can't get anywhere. What's the flight situation? Simple. There's no way on earth we're going to get out of here tonight. <laughs> We'd have more luck playing pickup sticks with our butt cheeks than we will getting a flight out of here before daybreak. I guess we'll find out soon enough. Yeah, but by the time the airline cancels this flight, which they will sooner or later, you'd have more of a chance to find a three-legged ballerina than you would a hotel room. You're saying I could be stuck in Wichita? I'm saying you are stuck in Wichita. And so they have to get a hotel room, which Dell organises, and this is the scene where you get the only one bed where you look at the bed and you get that music kicks in and the camera pans round to look at John Candy's yeah, face it's a brilliant shot isn't it because the camera angle's really unusual yeah, yeah. because it's it really like close, swings round but it's in, and it's not, it's not there's no deep focus on there it's just straight round and into his face it's a really good shot and yeah and because what that does it gives you that claustrophobic feel which the, of course is all about the fact that they're going to yeah, yeah, you, you know, he's in his face isn't he That's he's it, like yeah. and they look at the bed and uh, John Candy says do you want to have, have a shower and he goes what yeah. and he goes no 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 because like we were saying when we were watching it, when it comes down to it, Neil's character is horrible. Yeah, you see mine's Neil Page, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's not a nice bloke, you know. Because no, no, no. when you're watching it, you're thinking, you know, Dow ain't done nothing. No. He's only been him, and he's just a snob. Yeah. He's rude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, you know he's, he thinks he's better than everyone. He, he's not a nice character at the beginning of that film, is he? Oh, no. He's selfish, he's really selfish. As long as he gets home, that's all that matters. Mm. It's, I mean, don't care about anyone else. No. Because he's moaning at the beginning, I always think that, he's moaning at the beginning about the... 
the people racing for, but he's doing exactly the he's same. He's doing exactly the same thing. And and this is a bit as well. Actually, when we're thinking about it now that we have watched the film, is um, is when Neil goes to have a shower. And of course, the shower breaks, and and, and, and like we had this conversation. The shower oh. breaks down, and he's, he reaches out, and he gets this very small towel that's left, and the whole bathroom is decimated. Now, I think that's the first hint that you get that Dell is actually alone. He's a slow, yeah, slow, because all he's ever well, no, all he's ever had to worry about was himself. Yeah. Use all the towels. Now, if if you live with someone, you know to always make sure you leave another big towel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's I think is the first hint mm. that. Something's not quite happy with Dell, although he's always out, outgoing. Yeah. Um, with that, they obviously have to stay the night, and uh, for some unknown reason, uh, Dell started up the vibrating bed and yeah. had beer cans on it, which of course uh, uh, it all spilt everywhere. And this is the bit here where you see the true Neil Page when he has a. a they're trying to get to sleep, and, and Dell's clearing his throat. Yeah, he is way. irritating. Yeah, he is it, doing but irritating. There's a, but there's a better way with Dean and the way yeah. he does, doesn't yeah, he? This and, is the and, point. And Neil Page just snaps, and, and this, this is the bit where he snaps. Why? Why? That's it. If I don't clear my sinuses, I'll snore all night. Gee, if your kid spills his milk, what do you do? Slap him in the head? What? 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 What is that supposed to mean? You're not a very tolerant person. Look, you've been under my skin since New York, starting with ripping off my cab. God, you're a tight ass. How'd you like a mouthful of teeth? Oh, and hostile, too. Nice personality combination. Hostile and intolerant. That's borderline criminal. Screw you. You spill beer all over the bed. You smoke. You, you, you mess up the bathroom. Well, who let you stay in the room? I even let you pay for it so you wouldn't feel like an intruder, which you most certainly are. Oh, oh, I'm an intruder. Yes, you're an intruder. I was having a perfectly nice trip until you walked into my life. I walked into your life. Who was that who talked my ear off on the plane? Who was that? I'm curious. Well, who told you to book a room? I did, out of the goodness of my dumb old heart. Boy, you're an ungrateful jackass. Well, go ahead. Sleep in the lobby. See if I care. I hope you wake up so stiff you can't even move. You're no saint. You got a free cab. You got a free room. And someone who'll listen to your boring stories. I mean, didn't you, didn't you notice on the plane when you started talking, eventually I started reading the vomit bag? Didn't that give you some sort of clue, like, hey, maybe this guy's not enjoying it? You know, everything is not an anecdote. You have to discriminate. You choose things that are, that are funny or, or mildly amusing or interesting. You're a miracle. Your stories have none of that. They're not even amusing accidentally. Honey, I'd, li- I'd like you to meet Del Griffith. He's got some amusing anecdotes for you. Oh, and here's a gun so you can blow your brains out. You'll thank me for it. <sighs> I-, I-, I could tolerate any-, any insurance seminar. For days, I could sit there and listen to them go on and on with a big smile on my face. And I'd say, how can you stand it? And I'd say, because I've been with Del Griffith. I can take anything. You know what they'd say? They'd say... I know what you mean. The shower curtain ring guy. Whoa. It's, it's like going on a date with a chatty Kathy doll. I expect you to have a little string on your chest, you know, that I pull out and have to snap back. Except I wouldn't pull it out and snap it back. You would. Ah, 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 ah. And by the way, you know, when you're, when you're telling these little stories, here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. You want to hurt me? Go right ahead if it makes you feel any better. I'm an easy target. Yeah, you're right. I talk too much. 
I also listen too much. I could be a cold-hearted cynic like you. But I don't like to hurt people's feelings. Well, you think what you want about me. I'm not changing. I like, I like me. My wife likes me. My customers like me. Because I'm the real article. What you see is what you get. So you see that's I mean it's it's quite heartbreaking. It's a heartbreaking because you see uh, Dell's yeah. face is real caught. Sort of and especially you think, would you have the nerve to do that with someone you don't know? No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't because you don't know how they're going to. But he don't care. No, no, he don't care how he's well, going to. He's, he's an advertising executive, his knees. Yeah. Um, anyway, that you know after that scene, uh, Neil Page gets back into bed and they go to sleep. And probably the most well-known, well-often quoted line in this film. And, uh, We've got to put it in anyway. We're going to put we, it we in. We've got to. I know everyone goes, mm, it's the bit that you know, but it's. But everyone's going to be laughing when they hear it. Yeah, yeah. Here's the, here's the line. It is classic. <laughs> I just think it's his delivery in it. it his is delivery is brilliant. It's not the lights up. It's the way he does it. Those are <laughs> <Excellent. Yeah. laughs> And it's also the fact that they do that manly. Yeah. <clears throat> See that Bears game? Oh yeah. Like kind of like you know that prove prove the manliness kind of thing. Um, they also during the night uh, they are stolen, and uh, I made a note here that uh, Neil has seven hundred dollars in his wallet, and uh, and uh, Dell has two hundred sixty three dollars. So they both got quite a bit. And he says that line where he goes, "Hey, we've been robbed." And he goes, "Duh, yeah. do you think so?" Yeah, just being horrible, isn't it? <laughs> oh yeah. Um, anyway, Dell once again gets them out the out the shit by uh, organising transport to Stubville, and this is where we get to see Gus's son Owen, who. Um, Who's, let's face it, he's a hick. He's a hick. I suppose. The stereotypical hick. Well, what, what, what we think of a redneck. That's what oh, we yeah, think what of we, a redneck hick. Don't we up in the mountains, yeah, yeah. don't we? And uh, this is where he tells his wife to, um, to to get out and help out. This is not him, is it? Gee, I hope not. Are you Gus's son? I'm Owen. <clears throat> you the shower curtain fellow? Yeah. Yeah, Del Griffin. How are you? This is Neil Page from Chicago. Hi. Pleased to meet you both. <clears throat> I'm to drive you to Wichita to catch a train? Yeah, we'd appreciate it. Train don't run out of Wichita. Hmm? Unless you're a hog or a cattle. People train runs out of... 
dub, Bill. That'll be fine. That's That'll right. be just fine. Oh. Leave it be. Get your lazy behind out here and put that trunk up in the back. Oh, no, no, the word we've got it. It's very heavy. She don't mind. She's short and skinny, but she's strong. Her first baby come out sideways. She didn't scream or nothing. Isn't that something? You're a real trooper. We've got it. We've got we've it already. Got it. It's done. <laughs> so anyway, they get the Stubville, they get the train, and this is where um, Steve Martin and, and, and John Candy's characters split up. They they don't have any seats together. And lo and behold, what happens? The train breaks down. The train breaks down. And so they then have to walk half a mile, which is quite far when you think about it. Yeah, it's so quite unrealistic. They say, you've got to walk that way over yeah, there, over yeah, the yeah. field. You just, go, you just go that way. But that's, this is the first time you slowly see a break in Neil Page because he looks across the field to see uh, Dalgrithis lumping his big chest along, which appears to only carry his pillow. Yeah, it's got nothing in it. I don't and, know what it uh, all well, is. That's his life possession. That's his home, that's isn't his it? Home. It's literally his home. And so um, uh, Neil goes and, uh, and helps uh, Dell, and they then get the coach to Jefferson, which is, of course, um, that's a great scene there where they're sitting waiting for the coach. And you've got that old-timer, that old classic old-timer, the big white beard. Yeah, you feel like a prospector, don't you? Yeah, yeah prospector. He looks dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they don't move. And they get the, the coach trip, which, of course, is the infamous coach trip with... Uh, uh, three coins mm-hmm. in a fountain. <laughs> and what does uh, what does Del sing to Blake the Ice again? The Flintstones. The Flintstones. The song that will get any coach trip singing, although not in England. Okay. No, I think you start singing that, you probably get battered. <laughs> and that means beat up for our American fans. Yeah, not putting a deep fat fly no, no, no. Um In St. Louis, uh, Del goes and sells loads and loads of earrings. Uh, sorry, loads of shower curtains because it's shower curtain hook salesman. And sells loads of uh, these as earrings. It makes quite a bit of money. And uh, again, though, this is where uh, Neil Page comes into a uh, thing of saying, I-, I think we should go our own way. And uh, Del's actually, he's not so much hurt this time. He's more pissed off, isn't he? Oh, yeah, I th- I think it is. It's the first where he stands up to him, doesn't he? Yeah. Because he's a, you know, again, he, he's bullying. He bullies Dal, mm, doesn't he? He yeah. bullies him because he thinks he's better than him, and he does stand up. Well, not properly stand up to him, but no, he, but he gets his point over. He gets it, his yeah. point as well, saying so he's not so perfect in bullying himself really by, by paying the bill, doesn't he, and slamming the money down. Yeah. So of course they go the separate way. Uh, Dell goes off uh, to get his own car, and Neil Page goes to get his, and he goes to the car rental company, and the car parking space. Do you remember the number of that? Uh, no, N N seven. Oh no, V five. We could have carried on that. You know, it's putting me off there. What? Watching you rubbing your hands together like you're some kind of evil villain. <laughs> what are you doing? Well, I'm faking for. Yeah, uh, um, now I have got uh, them in my grass. <laughs> I tell you why, my hands are really cold and uh, they're starting to crack. Uh, so I need to I need to moisturise them, which of course uh, won't happen. No, I don't put gloves on. Right. Thanks for that. <laughs> You're not that old yet, you have to wear gloves. No, 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 but no, 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 you said that. I'm starting to psychologically think that I am sitting here like an old man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sitting there. Uh, so he goes, to, he goes to find his car at V5, and lo and behold, it's missing, and that's when you get the music kicking with the, with the resampled music vibe anymore, which is, you're messing with the wrong guy. Yeah. And he has a massive rant in the middle of the car park, which, to be fair, I think we've all done. You, especially, <laughs> many times, and I've witnessed it many times, you. Swinging things around in your bedroom <laughs> and smashing things up. It's normally to do with the Xbox. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's to do with the Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> For those people who do gaming, yeah, no, not dead heads. Um, oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> controversial. Controversial. Um, 
Yeah, we'll talk about some games in a bit. Anyway, that's yeah, yeah. But then he turns up at the, uh, at the the car rental place, and he's not happy. He doesn't look happy. He looks like he's been through absolute crap. And this is where the swearing bit is. I think it's about 45 seconds long, and here's the clip. <laughs> oh, Jean Marie, you're a stitch. <laughs> No, Mom's going to do the turkey. Yeah, Dad wants ambrosia, so I guess we got to get those miniature marshmallows. And I'll do the crescent rolls, and you do the cranberries. You know I can't cook. (laughs) (coughs) Yeah, well, I'll see you tomorrow then. Gobble, gobble. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) bye-bye. Welcome to Marathon. May I help you? Yes. How may I help you? You can start by wiping that fucking dumbass smile off your rosy fucking cheeks. Then you can give me a fucking automobile, a fucking Datsun, a fucking Toyota, a fucking Mustang, a fucking Buick, four fucking wheels and a seat. I really don't care for the way you're speaking to me. And I really don't care for the way your company left me in the middle of fucking nowhere with fucking keys to a fucking car that isn't fucking there. And I really didn't care to fucking walk down a fucking highway and across a fucking runway to get back here to have you smile at my fucking face. I want a fucking car right fucking now. May I see your rental agreement? I threw it away. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, what? You're fucked. Now that's getting your point over. Uh, he's, he's just a brilliant bit it's like you couldn't do this podcast about putting that bit in could you you just can't because no. it, that and the pillows they're two, the two classic bits in aren't they so he walks out and he goes he goes out he, obviously he can't get another car because all the cars are gone he's thrown away his insurance papers and he goes up to this guy who makes a joke and this is uh, the Neil Page's reply back hey 86 wake up you're going to block the line yeah, where are you going? Chicago. Chicago? Chicago. You know you're in St. Louis? Yes, I do. Why don't you try the airline? It's a lot faster and you get a free meal. If I wanted a joke, I'd follow you into the John and watch you take a leak. Now, are you going to help me or are you going to stand there like a slab of meat with mitten? Um, so they're in the car which is uh, the car's actually uh, um, I can't remember the make of it but it's actually customised that car it's, that's uh, where it's like the extra bits on uh, you know the extra spindles yeah, and, yeah, and the water that. handling yeah, yeah. it's actually a customised car and uh, <laughs> they're going along nice. and John Candy then break, well John Candy but he, yeah, his character breaks the seat uh, June all the way the constantly which is like you, you every time nah, we yeah, go yeah. you're messing with my car seat if there's gadgets in a car or things I would end up Moving them until the break, yeah. I'm terrible that, for it. Uh, that, you know what else you do as well? Right. You put your feet in the glove compartment, which I've never understood. Yeah, and right? I know. And then you also mess with the bloody radio. I, know, I can't help that. I'm terrible. Tinkering away, tinkering Everyone always says to me, the first video they're getting is messing around with the radio. Messing around, poking away, fingering. Mess around. Mess around. Oh, good man. That's a good link. And of course, this is where the Val Charles song, Mess Around, when John Candy's playing around and throws his cigarette, which bounces in the back. Because in that bit, before that, it's the bit with the classic 
it. If you put that bit in the bit with, uh, you know what your problem is? You keep playing with you. <laughs> yeah, that's in the sample. Like we just ah, Gee, it must be swell to be so perfect and odor-free. You know, there's plenty of things about you that bother me, but I'm uh, decent enough not to bring them up. Really? That's yeah. right. Yeah. What do I do that bothers you? I'm just well, there's curious. lots of things. Oh, that name you do. one. Why don't you oh, name one? There's quite a few things. You want me to name one? Yeah. Fine. Um, you play with your balls a lot. I do not play with my balls. <laughs> Larry Bird doesn't do as much ball handling in one night as you do in an hour. Are you trying to start a fight? No, I'm simply stating a fact, that's all. You fidget with your nuts a lot. You know what would make me happy? Have a couple balls and an extra set of fingers? <laughs> oh, that's humor. Oh, that's, that's, that's real humor. What would make me happy is if you give your mouth a rest. My pleasure. <laughs> um... You give away our edition to these. I didn't think of that, but it is the classic. There ain't many people who. Most people who give me know this film pretty well. Oh, yeah, 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 and yeah. that bit's just got to be in there, hasn't it? It's just a bit classic. It's just like it's about balls. Yeah, There's yeah. something fantastic about Americans saying balls. Yeah. I, think, I think it's just brilliant. Um, yeah, so uh, John, uh, John Candy has been doing the Ray Charles mess around me, which is great, which of course is going to be the song that's at the end of this podcast after the promo. It's a brilliant song. Dell then thinks he's getting hot in here, obviously, because his cigarettes burning away at the back, and tries to take his jacket off. This is the point where we said it turns into slapstick. Uh, yeah, this is, this is a cla- yeah, yeah, this is a classic set of. It's a big. Obviously, must have took him a long time to do that yeah. to set that scene up. Yeah. And this shows you he's clowny. He, he, you know, he's obviously scored him being a bit of a clown. Oh, yeah, John Candy, he yeah. knew how to do physical comedy. Yeah, and he, does it, he does it really. He does it really well. He do, he manages though to um, skid the car in circle and go onto the other side of the road. And this is where, of course, the, the, the whole setup is, where you see the couple shouting at them and they're driving back, you're on the wrong side of the road. He yeah. does the classic drinking. Yeah, yeah. And two lorries, or two trucks, I suppose they are, yeah. uh, head towards them. And uh, this is where they turn into... Well, skeletons. Neil turns into a skeleton. Uh, into skeleton. And then he turns into the devil. Into the devil laughing. <laughs> and this is where the whole, this is where they actually, virtually Neil Page breaks down, where he turns around and he sees the car on fire. And because he starts laughing because he says, you, you, for the first time, you've done it to yourself. Yeah. How, do, how on earth did you, did you hire a car? Uh-huh. And, and I think we, if we've got a clip, we'll play it now. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> you finally did it to yourself. Huh? <laughs> I mean, good luck turning the car in. <laughs> I mean, they're going to be happy as pigs and shit to see you. <laughs> behind the counter instead of shower curtain rings. <laughs> you can't rent a car with shower curtain rings, though. Well, uh, somehow your uh, diner's club card wound up in my wallet, and I uh, just 
You stole it. Not exactly. You stole no, my I car. My life. I knew I did. you stole it. I did not you steal stole your my car. car. And then you rented a car. And then you burned it up. I did not. <clears throat> I found it in my wallet. I wall. knew you stole it. I thought I... you put it there. Why would I put it there? Kindness. 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 You stole it. He stole it. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I, I was going to send it back to you with whatever the rental car charge was, plus interest. But you didn't give me your address. What was I supposed to do? You just ditched me. I had no money. I had no cards. I had nothing. Give it back. I can't. Why not? Because. Because why? Because when we stopped the gas up, I put the card back in your wallet. Are you mad at me? It turns out, of course, that he had his it, credit card. It is, it and he gives away his credit card, I put it back in your wallet, which of course he's in, in the, glove the car. So it's on fire. And this is where you get the classic John Candy Steve Martin swish backwards and forwards. Yeah, we say he, he uses it a lot, doesn't he, Steve Martin? Yeah, because yeah. it's in Free Amigos as well, isn't yeah. it? It's just a classic bit. It's that exasperated. It's really it? easy to do, but you know, that kind of thing. No. Comedians don't do it anymore. They don't act anymore, comedians. So they're nah, sort nah. of about being deadpan now, isn't it? Yeah. I like a bit of deadpan. But not we all like Stephen Wright, don't we? But when it comes down to it... Act a an unusual name to mention those two, right? Well, he's the ultimate deadpan. I'd be me, the comedian, not the... No, not the BBC Two Radio TV person. Well, I don't know he's deadpan, I don't know. Oh, could well be. Um, so anyway, yeah. So they, they, drive, they drive the car back to the motel. Steve Martin's not happy at all at this point. And they go to get a hotel room. And uh, Steve Martin ends up having... Uh, it's a $42 room. No. And, uh, and Steve has $17. And um, a very and nice, nice watch. watch yeah. And John Candy has $2 and... Is it 95 cents? And a... And a... No, it's a Casio And watch. a Casio, which you said. It, um, weirdly, if you were back now, that Casio watch is probably worth 10 times the amount of that wa- or that other watch. Yeah. it was a, a Casio calculator Casio watch calculator. that were really worth loads of money originally. Yeah, I know. Anyway, Steve Martin ends up... Well, we're going to say Steve Martin with Neil Page. You know what I'm going to pay. He goes in the room and Dell sits in the back of the car and this is the heartbreak. This is when you realise there's something... Hold on. There's a bit more to Dell here now. And he starts talking to his wife, Marie, in the car. Well, Marie, once again, my dear, you are as right as rain. I am, without a doubt, the biggest pain in the butt that ever came down the pike. I meet someone whose company I really enjoy. What do I do? I go overboard. I smother the poor soul. Cause him more trouble than he has a right to. God, I got a big mouth. <sighs> when am I ever gonna wake up? And Steve Martin's character then comes out and realizes. Yeah, this is there. where he starts to melt a bit, he's doesn't mellow, he? He's mellow. He's, he's, yeah, he's cold more. exterior. He's big businessman. Yeah, you know, there's that bit where he goes. It's like being at summer camp. Yeah, and that's and it's when he lightens up. Then doesn't yeah. he? he has a good time with him? Well, they're having them drinks in the hotel, yeah. room, aren't they? And they're reminiscing, and they, they chinch into the wives. Yeah, and there's another, another sign out, so it's not quite right. How's your drink? Good. Go for that one. Where you been? Mm. You been in Italy? You had amaretto. I had a amaretto, and this is a gin. A gin. 
Give me that. Is there a tequila there? <clears throat> a little Mexican trip. Tequila? There you go. Come on up. Is this a good combo or what? No, probably not. Me, I'm going back to uh, Jamaica. Jamaica, man. Go to Jamaica. Have some rum, man. Dig it. Irie, Irie, man. <laughs> oh, shit. <sighs> you know, when I'm dead and buried, all I'm gonna have around here to prove that I was here was some shower curtain rings that didn't fall down. Great legacy, huh? At the very least, the absolute minimum. You've got a woman you love to grow old with, right? You love her, don't you? Love is not a big enough word. It's not a big enough word for how I feel about my wife. To the wives. To the wives! Wow! Well... Let me just close this conversation by saying you are one unique individual. What is unique? Uh, Latin for asshole? You grab those off, and I'm gonna kick them off. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you. As much trouble as I've had on this little journey, I'm sure one day I'm gonna look back and laugh. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> oh, I'm laughing already. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, when that car blew up. Was that seat hot or what? That's like a big whopper. Turn me over. I'm done on this side. I'm afraid to look at my ass, you know? I'm going to have those griddle marks on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Potato chips. <laughs> oh. They're everywhere! <laughs> Why do I feel like I'm at summer camp? <laughs> anyway, they, they end up leaving the place. Red Rock Rest again kicks in when they reverse the car into the hotel. Yeah. Now, what did you, you said? You said then that's like the trip. Well, I, I just think this. I, I know it, the public people in the states have probably not got this yet, but you are going to get it in some form of film. You can see that um, the trip. It must have took something from. Their, their relationship mm. that be, under it all you can see that they like each other yeah because if you were stuck with someone who you didn't like you'd go you don't care if you're on your own yeah exactly you'd, you, you, you wouldn't stick with someone mm. and I think that I think that very much that's it obviously it's a lot of different kind of comedy yeah. but the actual you know the, the the genesis of it I think is is from the same thing isn't it mm. having two people who like each other spark off each other yeah yeah. Well, this is what we were saying earlier on, that uh, the sign of proper, true friendship is when you, you can argue, you can have a go at each other, and and, and just doesn't... Well, well, wait, so look at me and you. Yeah. Me and you, we used to have some proper humdingers. Mm. And I mean, we've you know, been physical. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we have, haven't we? Let, let's, 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 uh, let's... But the point was, <laughs> the next morning, it was like, ah, stupid oh, yeah, idiot, what yeah. a stupid thing that was. And that's what it was. You wouldn't do that with some... If that was not your mate, you'd think, I'm never going to speak to him again. Well, yeah, and you, well, you probably wouldn't feel that you could actually be that honest no. and be that cutting uh, yeah. when you do it. Yes, exactly right. So this is the point when you start to realise that they are 
getting quite close. Um, they get in the car, and of course they get pulled over by the police, and this is where Michael McKean, who yeah. we know from... Old, uh, wow, we were talking about this, lots of things from... Uh, Mate, you bought a pex file, didn't you? Well, yeah, that, that, weirdly, I know people say, well, it should be Spinal Tap, spinal tap but the first yeah. thing I thought of, I didn't know if they said, yeah. I remember that one when he went into, where Mulder went into his body. body I really yeah. remember that one, that's yeah. all I remember him as. He, no, he's a... Like, Class, he's a class comedian. Yeah, he does, does a lot of those info films with... Uh, yeah, oh yeah. With um, guy whose name. Anyway, <laughs> you know the one we mean. Yeah, Bright Light, 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 the Wind and all that. Yeah, Best in Show. Best in and Show. And, show and so, of course, they get pulled over, not allowed to drive the car away, and they end up getting a lift in another lorry in the back, and they arrive at the train station. And this is the pinnacle <coughs> of the whole film. They say goodbye on good terms. They've had, they've had a good, you know, a, a, a bad trip, really, a horrible trip. And uh, Neil Page goes off on his coach, well, his train, what is it, like a, it's a little train, isn't it? Yeah, like yeah. A, it's, like a shuttle train. It's a weird that, isn't it? Shuttle train. Uh, he goes off and Dell obviously is going to go and get his train. It's been a hell of a trip. <laughs> sure is. But uh, after all is said and done. Leave it. <laughs> It's been a hell of a trip. <laughs> sure is. But uh, after all is said and done, you you did get me home, and I really appreciate hey, it. Hey, next time, let's go first class, all right? <laughs> God, I hope there isn't a next time. Oh, I know what you mean. <laughs> I really do. This you? Yeah. It's been great meeting you, Neil. It really has. Again, I'm sorry if I caused you any trouble. Oh, no, you didn't cause me any trouble. You got me home. And uh, a little late, a couple days. But uh, I'm a little wiser, too, so. Me, too. Happy holidays. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving, Neil. Okay. Give my love to the family, will you? Same to you. Maybe I'll get a chance to meet him one day. Okay. Uh, say hello to Marie for me. feel like I know her. Yeah. And uh, you have a happy Thanksgiving. Hey, you know it. <laughs> so long. And it's on this train that the music kicks in, where you start to get the, mon- the classic montage sequence of his family at home, the uh, the apple pie. Well, this, is where, I think this is where people think of that thing. They think, oh, it's schmaltzy. But it's only no, in the last bit, that is. It's a con- yeah, but it's the yeah. ultimate conclusion. And uh, I don't mind saying this. I'm happy to turn around and say, it doesn't matter how. I got it then when we watched the film earlier on. I always get a lump in my throat yeah. once I know what's coming. As long as it's any also, Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Physical again, Kelly. <laughs> um, but he then starts, he's thinking about looking forward to going home, but then he starts thinking of the trip, you get the those aren't pillows scene, you get the thing of I haven't been home in ages scene. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's it's sort of unbelievable. It, yeah, you know, you can't work that out no, from no. them little things. No, not them little things. Because people say things like that all the while, yeah. don't they? And I think they should have had the bit where you see all the bathroom full and, and the, the kind of like, he's only got a chunk with just like one pillow. Yeah, that's it. Then the, the same one word. Yeah, one and then word. thinking, oh, I remember him. He wouldn't yeah, either. So anyway, Neil then gets but back But it's a bit of a fairy tale, though, the old yeah, thing, isn't it? it? So it's like, a wonderful life. You don't, you don't critique the whole of it's a wonderful life because it's about an angel. Anyway, Neil comes in, and lo and behold, there's Del sitting there. And it's so, so brilliantly played by John Candy and Steve Mine because they don't actually say anything. He says, what are you doing here? And Del just looks, and he's got a puppy dog-style look on his face. That John Candy could do so well. 
Dell, what are you doing here? You said you were going home. What are you doing here? I, uh... I don't have a home. Marie's been dead for eight years. And it's just brilliant. It's heartbreaking. And he says Marie's been dead for eight years. I mean, eight years. Yeah. So he's been on his own for eight years. And you can see, and that explains why he's like he is. Like he is, yeah. The way that he he's a survivor, he? yeah, isn't he? He's a survivor, and he shows it because he's the only one throughout that film. He gets some that through gets it. Gets some through it. Yeah. Without, without him, Neil Page. But he's useless, still, Neil. He's useless. He's used to having everything done for him. Yeah. So he, he learns humility at the end yeah. of that film. And as of course, you know, the film ends nicely with um, Neil Page taking Dell back to meet his family. And you, you, you kind of presume that um, they, they stayed there for a bit and you'd like to think that maybe you know I'll be the guest of the house because yeah, you, you never know because it yeah. ends there um, a brilliant film it uh, is a I brilliant think a film. brilliant Christmas film it, it is I know it's not for a minute but for us it's a Christmas movie like we said in the beginning it is, a cl- it is a classic like you don't roll around laughing like you used to because you've seen it a lot of times in our life oh yeah yeah definitely but really? I mean there's still some you know, very laughing moments there without a shadow of a doubt so if you do get a chance if you want to watch a film that's over Christmas you can't be bothered watching the rubbish that's on TV um, go rent or go buy uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Uh, pay a little bit extra and get the uh, those on pillows version because the same's better than the uh, the quality of the pictures. Yeah, actually, a lot better. Yeah, real good. Um, so, Kel, uh, out of ten, your your rating, uh, well, number of rating for planes, trains, and automobiles. Seven. Seven. Yeah, because I would say nine, but that's just it's not nine. No, no. I, I think I'm going to go for seven and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven and a half, eighty-ish. Yeah, seven yeah, and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's about that. Not going to watch it again for a bit, although I've got those excellent, excellent. You've got loads of them. I've not actually seen. Uh, so there's planes, trains, and automobiles. Uh, that's the end of this uh, episode of Waffle On. Um, we're going to be playing some of our usual promos. There's a, a brand new one on there, um, which uh, I'm going to just talk about a little bit now. Um, our good friend Mick Moyer. Uh, regular contributor to the show uh, has his second record out second proper published record that oh. you can buy in the shops well not record that sounds your age well, CD, right. <laughs> so CD. I didn't say album yeah, yeah. although I did say to him you should produce a vinyl yeah, yeah. yeah you could buy his CD it's called MW Orbit and it's about uh, a space probe going out into space and it's music to a story it's absolutely brilliant and uh, it's a, you can buy it from CD Baby or iTunes and I believe in Amazon it's only like $9.99 which is about 6 English pounds and it really is worth buying I've bought a copy car Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, and uh, without self publicising, <laughs> I'm on it. Well, here we go. There we go. What Blowing you your own trumpet. I only, sh- I only say one line in it, and it's just to start the music up. But uh, it's a fantastic uh, record, so I do suggest you go. Anyway, the, that promo is going to be up, and we've got our usual promos up there for the Martians are here, Anomaly, Taking Review, Tales from the Mouse House, and uh, Knights of the Guild. Uh, there's a, probably a couple of others there if I can remember to put them in. Remember, we're going to be playing the brilliant Ray Charles uh, Mess Around song at yeah. the end. Um, Carol, anything else you want to say? No, all I can say is that um, this is probably going to be our last classic. Oh, yes. Waffle On. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, not going away anywhere. It's just changing next year, isn't it? Well, we started to do it over the yeah, This is probably next, the, the start. This is how it's going to be, where we're going to, we're going to talk about something. Oh, we're going to do that and just do it. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a lot less, you know, more, even more rough around <laughs> You know, I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> well, no, I mean, as we did say, we are going to, we put it out to you listeners and you, you did get in touch and uh, thank you for that. Uh, we are going to be covering a lot more American stuff, some Australian oh, TV. Yes. We're still going to be doing core British stuff, I must admit, yeah. and uh, our next film is going to be a British film. Uh, we've not decided yet what it's going to be, but we've no, got we... a list and list of oh, stuff. Oh, this, you know, the, the, it may, maybe Get Carter might be I involved. think Get Carter could be there, maybe the Italian job, you know, we've got... Uh, I still desperately want to do uh, the original Lady Killers with Alistair Steam and P.S. Sellers I think it's a brilliant film Um, but hey you listen to us if there's anything you want us to do want us to to talk about and the only rule is the only rule is is that we have to like it yeah. because uh, I'll be honest here we are we will never ever do a podcast which both of us dislike we will do a podcast where say Kel loves something and I don't Apocalypse Now is a classic example of that or um, the Blues Brothers is a club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we will do that. And bear in mind, of course, as well, that we, we majority of our stuff will still be British. We're not. Yeah. Just, I'm just going to say a quick thanks to uh, um, Boz and Casey from the Here Goes Nothing podcast uh, on Simply Syndicate. Please do go and check them out. It's a, a lads podcast that they talk about beer and hard metal. And I'm talking about carcass. Oh, no, I'm talking, no, no, think, no, the thrash kind of stuff. I think you're saying that a hard porn. A hard porn. A hard porn podcast. <laughs> That'd you want to listen to a podcast oh, well, I wouldn't advertise it on her. Uh, <laughs> it'd just be pretty boring wouldn't it <laughs> uh, uh, that's it <laughs> yeah it would be brilliant uh, but no but uh, Boz and Casey uh, uh, from Here Goes Nothing uh, promoted us uh, give us a big shout out on their show when, uh, when I did some stuff for them so thanks for that lads anyway we'll be back in January uh, we're going to try and do at least a show every maybe three weeks if yeah we no we're a bit more spontaneous we're going to yeah. Uh, like you know, we we should have like I can finally say we nearly talked about, and we we are going to do it at some point. We're going to do airplane, aren't we? We definitely do because it's supposed to be good old Leslie Nelson. And you know, my wife wants to do, add a little bit to that as well. And ah. She will not come on. She will not come on her yeah. voice to anything. But because it's airplane, we will. And uh, because yes, yeah, sadly, of course, we lost uh, Leslie Nielsen. Um, who uh, recently passed well I think it was only two weeks ago a week ago or something yeah. uh, obviously we're, we're recording this um, before before yeah. Christmas because we have things to do um, but yeah we are going to do Airplane ah. I, think, I think we won't maybe we'll do Airplane in maybe March because we're going to do a British thing you in can't January, get so. them off and we're going to have to watch that you yeah. cannot keep up with the jokes in any, any, Airplane any thoughts about what you want to do in January it's got to be British it's got to be a TV programme because hmm. one after it will be American no, I'll have to think about that Okay, I thought of one. But What's I'm that? Sure. I thought about the Sweeney. I would like to do a. Co- I am a big cop fan. Mm. Yeah, we we we've been talking about we right. We've been with Nicky. We've been I can't talk- believe we're actually having a production meeting. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, we were <laughs> talking about, weren't we? Of doing maybe a Stallone versus Schwarzenegger one. Remember we talked about oh, that the other week. Yeah, that's we're gonna do that. That's Still, yeah, that's. And that sounds one. weird. Yeah, but we're gonna talk about classic. Who is 80s. the best of the eighties, yeah, Stallone yeah. or Schwarzenegger? It's got to be eighties. So that's what yeah. I'm thinking about. Anyway. Anyway, there you go. <laughs> we, are truly, we are truly waffling on. Yeah, you can see. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, Merry Christmas and a Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. And we'll see you in January. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Uh, my name's Stephen. And I'm Kyle Hewitt. And uh, we're calling the Waffle On podcast about, uh, about a movie, which... <laughs> trains, planes, and automobiles. It was planes, trains, and automobiles. No, it's trains first. Okay, well, I, I, in any case, <laughs> Kyle and I are both big Steve Martin and John Candy fans, but strangely enough, neither of us... Yeah, we've come to realize that neither of us have actually seen that movie with the two of them. Which is interesting, because they're both awesome actors and comedians. So, uh, <laughs> I don't have anything to say about that movie 
in particular, and it's not on Netflix. The only clip we could find on YouTube was about the car rental. Had a lot of cussing in it, so uh, <laughs> we're instead going to talk about our favorite Steve Martin slash John Candy movies. Right, so I think for Steve Martin, uh, we'd probably go with uh, Roxanne. Yes, both love Roxanne. Nice you know, romantic comedy. You know, kind of like a modern rendition of uh, Cyrano de Bergerac. Yeah, what he said. <laughs> uh, I guess my favorite Steve Martin moment is actually not a Steve Martin moment. It's in Father of the Bride Part 2, um, when What's-His-Name is singing a song about... Steve Martin being a party pooper, and he's like, Every party has a pooper, that's why we invited you. Party pooper. Party pooper. Yeah, I don't think I can talk that. <laughs> John Candy, what's your favorite John, John Candy, I'd have to say Canadian Bacon. Okay, that, that's, that's a good one. Um, I'm a big fan of Who is Harry Crumb. That's a really good movie. Oh. Uh, actually, you know what's funny? Uh, John Candy was in Home Alone. He was, uh, he was a polka musician that uh, the mom get hitches oh, a ride with. Oh, that's right. I thought he yeah. looked familiar. And okay. uh, there's this one line that always sticks in my head. He's like, uh, have you ever been to Sheboygan? We're very big in Sheboygan, which I thought was a made-up place, and then actually went there once, and it's just about as boring as, as it sounds. Well, that's why nobody's been to Sheboygan. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess I remember, uh, I remember my mom, she's a little bit older, more Steve Martin's generation, told me that uh, in the 60s, uh, Steve Martin used to be able to fill up entire stadiums of people with his stand-up comedy. It was, like, huge, you know, and it's just, you know, weird when you look at his movies lately, like The Pink Panther and uh, that one with Queen Latifah. Oh. How the Mighty Have Fallen. Yeah, it's like he's running out of steam, but, you know, never know. Maybe you can build it back up again. Bowfinger was good, though. That was sort of meta-comedy about the film industry <laughs> with Eddie Murphy playing Eddie Murphy's brother and Eddie Murphy. Oh, uh, he was doing that with a lot of movies, but we're not here to talk about yeah, Eddie Murphy. That's true. Uh, so, yeah, sorry we don't have anything to say about planes, trains, and automobiles, but we do have a lot to say about Steve Martin and John Candy. So, uh, I, think, I think that's about it. <laughs> I think that covers it. So, I guess it is promo time. Promo! Promo time! Um, so, uh, Kyle and I own a company called Tiny Bronco Productions. And uh, we've launched our first web show called Acolytes. Acolytes. Uh, Acolytes. Ac whatever. Yeah. A-C-O-L-Y-T-E-S. Uh, and for those of you who like The Guild, it's a very similar show to The Guild in a lot of ways. Uh, similar, but we got – it's quite different. It's quite different. It's uh, It's got a great ensemble cast of, of various gamers. We have the uh, – the French maid. The we have the French maid. We have the aspiring actress. We have a failed lawyer. Uh, slash um, who's also a womanizer. Right. Uh, um, oh, we've got your typical nerdy girl. Works in a coffee shop. Uh, we've got a jock wannabe. And uh, we have a guy who's... Way too into the game. Yeah, way too into it. Way too into the game. Can you give us a line? Kyle actually plays that character. His name's Kalel. Can you give us a, a Kalel line example? <sighs> Come on, guys! These are Vulcaneers! Not gnomes and not leprechauns! So you get the idea. Uh, the website is watchacolytes.com. That's www.watchacolytes.com. 
O L Y T E S dot com. Uh, right. <laughs> you can also catch us on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash tiny bronco G M N. We're up there on Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. And uh, in addition to uh, the show Acolytes, which is already up, we have a new nerd new show coming out called Nerd Sexy. Nerd Sexy, that's right. Uh, we also have some web based games that we're producing, uh, Jabberwocky, which is like Scrabble on Right, should be out by the end of the year. And on the final phases. All kinds of good stuff. So um, you'll probably be seeing more of us around, and we hope you like Acolytes. Uh, and uh, we, we know, to, uh, to waffle on, we love it. And by the way, my favorite episode, hands down, of your podcast was a joint episode you did with Anomaly, where you guys talked about Monty Python. The <laughs> that was awesome. It's here. The follow-up release to my Stargazer music project, MW Orbit. The short story and musical journey of an artificially intelligent probe launched by NASA to explore the Milky Way galaxy. Greetings. I am MW Orbit from the planet Earth. Is there anyone there? CD Baby. story and musical journey. Get your copy today at mw-orbit.com. science fiction story, then you'll like The Martians Are Here podcast by Australian author Stefan Sonnen. The Martians Are Here podcast is a science fiction serial around 15 minutes per podcast episode set in the not-too-distant future. It's a story about two alien species from very different origins who bring their ongoing war to Earth with disastrous consequences for humanity. 
The story is told through the eyes of five people who must piece together what's going on in order to survive. This is what happens when biology, technology, and adaptability collide. The Martians Are Here podcast on iTunes and on themartiansarehere.com. Karma fairies are getting us. What did you do? I didn't do anything. What did you do? Nothing. You're the bad one between the two of us. That is true. (laughs) I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And we're the socially functional co hosts of Anomaly, the podcast with a unique perspective, a female perspective on all things geek Star Trek, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Buffy, Firefly, gaming, books, costuming, and general geek topics. The sometimes monthly, but always entertaining, Anomaly Podcast. Anomalypodcast.com Hi, this is Kenny. And this is Jenny. We're the hosts of Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. We're not like your typical fan podcasts. Both Jenny and I have worked on several seasons of The Guild and take our listeners behind the scenes to share our fun and crazy times on set. We also have exclusive interviews with cast, crew, and fans of the Guild. We keep you up to date on General Guild news and the latest happenings of our cast and crew. So please give us a listen on iTunes or at knightsoftheguild.com.
and mess around.